And welcome to WSAU Feedback. I'm Meg Ellison. Hey, remember this song? I think the dude's name is John Paul Young. I don't know. I was kind of in the mood for it. Hope you are having a great day so far. Thanks for joining me this morning. I will be opening the lineups. The line. The lineups. Oh my gosh. The lines up to phone calls if you'd like to join the conversation. 715-845-2155. A few happy headlines. I don't know. Is it... Uh, is it too much to say happy? At least not negative headlines I saw this morning. United States Capitol is now open to visitors for the first time in almost three years. Imagine that. The Capitol, you know, funded by the taxpayers here in the United States, is now open. The People's House is now open for us. And uh, they will have access and all house office buildings beginning today. Uh, opening up to tours and official business for the first time since the shamdemic in March of 2020. Hey, didn't Nancy remove the razor wire yet around the Capitol? I'm telling you, it's uh, madness that uh, they were keeping the those who actually pay the bills for uh, the government buildings in D.C. to we, They were keeping us out. They were keeping people out of those buildings. So... All right, I'm trying to make this positive, so I'll just say it's a good thing they finally, it's uh, it's long overdue and excited for people like Congressman-elect, not too much longer, uh, Derek Van Orden is going to be sworn in as a congressman in the 3rd Congressional District today, so that's very exciting, and I'm so happy for him. Also happy for all of our local representatives that are traveling down to Madison or in the process of uh, heading down to Madison to be sworn in. Congrats to future Senator Corey Tomchek. And when I say future, I mean later today. Congrats to you, as well as, of course, State Representative Pat Snyder, uh, John Spiros, Scott Krug, plenty of others that I'm forgetting right now, and I don't mean to on purpose. It's just uh, all the pressure of trying to remember who all of you are. I I am very grateful that uh, we have so many wonderful representatives that are standing up for us here in uh, central Wisconsin. Here's another interesting story. This is out of Sweden. Sweden's National Board of Health just updated its guidance on the care of children with gender dysphoria. And caution is its new watchword. Yeah, the word caution. It declares that extended psychosocial explorations are key. The Swiss government on and this would have been uh, last week, rejected the idea of introducing a third gender option or no gender option for official records, a position which differs from that of some of the neighboring countries. Responding to two proposals from Parliament, the governing federal council said the binary gender, gender model is still strongly anchored in Swiss society. Gotta love the Swiss. Uh, the past year saw more than two dozen states here in this country attempt to enact measures to heavily restrict or ban access to such health care, and at least 20 bills targeting transgender medical care have been pre-filed in at least nine states for 2023. 
Sadly, three states are going in the other direction, with lawmakers filing legislation to protect medical care for transgender people. I don't know if you saw this, and I probably won't be able to my arms i don't have uh, that long of a wingspan but as i recall there is in fact i think chris talked about this in the news is there is a a, a transgender person on death row and evidently there's some groups that are upset that he she i don't know shim i don't know what you want to call this person i think the, the person goes by the name amber and he is in um he is in prison because he raped a woman so there you have it and evidently they are concerned this group is concerned that he he she shim wasn't given a fair shake because of mental health issues yeah that's what we're saying that's what we're saying about the transgender people is that it is a mental health issue and it's unfortunate that uh health professionals some often their hands are tied with regard to treatment of those that experience this you know and this is i guess the modern day term for it gender dysphoria it's tragic actually and it, it's it's a- actually awfully sad that uh, there are those that uh, are struggling with this and will not ever receive the adequate treatment or the treatment that they need and and, and they're not going to find it in changing what god has created so anyway there i go so a uh, couple other stories, and then I would love to take your call. 715-845-2155 if you'd like to join the conversation. House Republicans are going to create a panel to investigate abuse by the federal government. Boy, isn't that long overdue. You know, like investigating parents that attend school board meetings that are only standing up for their children because parents, we do realize that the best advocates for children are the parents as opposed to the left who believes that schools should be, it takes a school village to raise a child. It takes a school village to indoctrinate, frankly, to indoctrinate children. But 715-845-2155, if you'd like to join the conversation, the, um, Here's a story out of California, strangely. We talked about uh, California and Governor Gavin Newsom uh, embracing Dolly Parton's uh, book literacy program and uh, delivering books to children in California is part of uh, Governor Gavin Newsom's plan now. And I guess a blind squirrel always eventually finds the nut. Is that the saying? I'm not really big on cliches, but this is from Red State. The survey appears to bring a lot of good news for the Golden State, with six California cities landing in the top 10, with Sunnyvale ranking the highest. Uh, they found that top 10 California cities overall had lower percentages of people living in poverty, higher marriage rates, hmm, go figure, and lower violent crime rates. But hiding among the stats was one trait that binds all 10 of the happiest United States cities together, and it couldn't be more conservative. Overall, the top 10 happiest cities are also home to the highest marriages, marriage in rates. In all but one, Arlington, Virginia, married residents make up the majority of the population. So people lead happier lives wherever they happen to live in the United States if they're married, legally bound to another person. Of course, naturally, we weren't told this is even possible by those on the left. So surely the situation will stifle the ability to live out one's truth or something like that. Anyway, 
that's a, a very good very good news out of of all places california all right so this isn't good news but this happens to be in my hand so i'll share it with you cosmo cosmopolitan magazine never ever read it well there's really not well i guess there are articles in there but i mean if i if i've ever seen cosmo magazine it was at like a hair salon at one point and it was looking up i don't know fashion or a, a, a hairdo although i don't know if i'd follow anything in cosmo magazine or i don't think i'd have cute hair <laughs> if that were the case but uh cosmo mag promotes gender neutral baby names and says male female binary is tired so evidently you can name your son meg now <laughs> good luck with that <laughs> oh no i'm just kidding please don't please 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 don't but uh evidently the uh this is a new article that is in cosmo magazine recommending 100 gender neutral names for your future heir with a list including baby names such as remy justice and maddox oh those are very reminiscent of you know the holly weirdos um it's 2022 this article reads and more so than ever people are engaging in open conversations about gender fluidity and actively working to break the very tired male female binary and that naturally includes baby names oh my gosh it's so sad it's so tragic please resist in all accounts please resist 715 845-2155. If you'd like to join the conversation, would love to hear what you have to say about either what I was just covering or any other topics of the day. I know it's a big day for uh, Republicans. Well, I should say, well, our Republican-dominated, thankfully, legislature. There are a number of uh, new Republicans, and then, of course, those that have uh, won re-election that will be sworn into office today not only here in Wisconsin, all over the country, as well as in Washington. And as I mentioned, uh, Congressman Derek Van Orden will be sworn in to, uh, to represent those in the 3rd Congressional District. But I would say he actually is representing all of us. So 715-845-2155 if you'd like to join the conversation. Good morning. You're first up on Feedback. Hey, good morning, Meg. This is Ed. I uh, just had to put down my my uh, my magazine, my my Cosmo, because oh. it's cracking with my eyes. Are you are you at the uh, barber shop right now, Ed? <laughs> uh, well, it was uh, you know I wanted to be more inclusive, so I decided to get a subscription. Uh, yeah, that's something that I'll never say with a straight face. Wow. <laughs> well, how are you today, Ed? I was oh. I was just talking about how exciting it is that we have uh, well. I, w I wish that I could say we have a supermajority in the assembly, but we do it well. I don't even I, I guess we can't even say we do in this in the Senate until that special election concludes with that the outgoing Al Senator Alberta Darling. But it is a it is a momentous day for many here in Wisconsin. I, I, I think, you know, it's great that we were able to hold on to majority. Mm -hmm. But having been to a lot of these different events throughout the, this uh, midterm cycle and gotten to know a lot of folks and seen some of the inner workings here, I think there was a lot more that we could have done. But we seem to have, and this is a topic I don't think that often gets brought up enough, is that there is a, a schism within the Republican Conservative Party. And there is a group that just seems, I think they're well-intended. In a lot of ways, I mean, they're you know anti-vaccine or pro-choice vaccine, however you want to call it, with regards to medical freedom, you know, pro-choice or pro-life, excuse me, 
But at the same time, it is that group, that, that small segment has been so destructive in tearing people down. I would wonder, what would their efforts be like if they actually went after the left the same way that they're going after people on the right? Oh, my gosh. You're singing my song, Ed. I totally agree. It's one of my greatest frustrations with conservative politics is we have these these unbending, intolerant people in within the Republican Party that they they can't see past their own egos. And right. it's so frustrating because, I mean, this is a, I've had Jessica McBride from Wisconsin right now on the program before, but this is a full contact sport and it's not for the faint of heart. However, we have to figure out how to get along with one another because unfortunately what happens with the circular firing squad, and I will say the egos of some on the right is that they end up beating each other up as opposed to beating up our true opponents, which are Democrats. Right. Well, I think what's worse, too, is that there's there have been labels that have been used in such a way that they've completely lost their meaning. Um, you know, I'm hearing, you know, traitor and patriot and, you know, rhino. Now, I swear, if I hear rhino one more time, I'm going out onto the Serengeti, I'm going to get me one. Um, it's just amazing because... Again, rather than tear down people on your own party, I get it. If you if you think that you have a legislator that isn't strong enough or is playing too much with the left, okay, call them out. But there's a way to disagree without being disagreeable. Right. Well, and, and, and with us going that route, we spend more time fighting each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and I mean, you know, I think as you, as you said, Imagine if uh, Speaker Robin Voss had been able to focus solely on getting securing a supermajority in the Assembly. And imagine what we would be able to accomplish in right. this upcoming session if, if he had been able to focus on, as I said, securing this supermajority as opposed to trying to fight off people in his own party that are somehow obsessed and, I mean, have this derangement against him. And I mean, I I don't know about you, Ed, but I've looked up his record. He has a solid conservative record. And that's what, what troubles me and what concerns me is that if, if, if you are not in lockstep, 100% in lockstep with, with uh, what these, th- this fringe group of people believes, then you are automatically a rhino or you have to be primaried or you're not you're not a leader. And I, I guess I just don't understand where it comes from, Ed. Well, and I understand a lot of it comes from, you know, the whole COVID thing, you know, with the lockdowns. And there's this perception. And I fell into that camp at one point as well, where it was like, okay, man, what are you guys doing? You guys aren't doing anything. The problem is, is that when we're stuck in our own bubbles. Mm-hmm. I make a lot of commentary. I, 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 I make a lot of opinion out there. You do? Or you do you have a podcast? That, I have a podcast, but when I do that, what ended up happening and what I had to learn was there was so much that I didn't know. So once I started to kind of know, it's amazing because there was a meeting with all the county chairs in Stevens Point uh, last year, and we all got a handout with 20 different pages of lawsuits that the legislature had been doing. It's not something you're going to get on mainstream media. Mm-hmm. And most people won't bother to research that, myself included at that time. Once I saw that, it was like, oh, wait, 
there's more to this story than than I know, and I consider myself somebody who's plugged in. But I think when people get so worked up and they have this this paradigm that Robin Voss is the source of everything, well, no, you have to look deeper into that. Why put all your your energy toward one man? One man who's not even in your district. Yes, he is the assembly speaker, but at the same time, you're, you're not fighting with the battles that need to be fought. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if you know this, but do you know how much more money he makes as the, as the leader of the assembly? Oh, probably enough for a three-piece and a biscuit. $5 more a month. That's it. Not even a three-piece and a biscuit. All yeah. right. So, he, I mean, he gets to herd adult cats for $5 <laughs> more a month. And, you know, I mean, how... How attractive is that to anybody? Well, I, you know, and I know, Ed, I, I was made aware of there's some sort of ragtag group that is assembling at the Capitol probably as we speak to mm-hmm. evidently to protest uh, Speaker Voss being uh, sworn in today. And, you know, and I I mean, again, I just I, I see I see that those efforts as being so futile. I mean, why aren't we focusing more on sending a strong message to Tony Evers. I don't know if you had a chance to hear my guest during the first half of feedback, but look what's happening in our our our, our veterans facilities. And why why isn't the same amount of energy that is directed towards fellow Republicans directed against the Democrats, our true opponents? Correct. Well, and having listened to your guest in the first part, you know, the, the issue with veterans affairs and these these like King and others this has been a long-standing issue. Um, I, I think it was out of King. Mm-hmm. There was that one doctor who was prescribing all kinds of opioids. They called him the Candyman, right. which, of course, led to a lot of other issues. These are issues that need to be focused on and pressure needs to be put on a governor, whether especially with Tony Evers at the helm, but even if it was a Republican, even if it was Scott Walker. The fact is, if you care about your community, you, you fight for that. You, you go for those issues. You don't have this circular firing squad because what's going to happen eventually, and you give it an election cycle or two, we won't have a majority or it will be a very slim majority mm-hmm. in our legislature and all because of infighting. Right. And imagine, Ed, if uh, those same people that had put all of their efforts into upseating, unsuccessfully upseating uh, or unseating Robin Voss had instead put their efforts into electing a Republican governor. Then we would imagine what we could accomplish in right. beginning this year. But but of course that's I guess that falls on deaf ears because sadly I you know I wish I could figure out what will get through to these people that cannot seem to let go of this Voss derangement syndrome that just mm-hmm. s- seems to be ruining it for the rest of us. No, I think you're absolutely right. And with all the infighting that we've had during this midterm season, I have very, very few, very little hope going into the 2024 presidential election. And I'm not sure how, you know, and I got to give nothing but, but wishes of luck and hope for uh, Chairman Brian Schimming because he's got a he's got a lot on his plate right now going into convention and, of course, the 24 uh, election cycle. Amen. Well, Ed, hey, thanks for, you. as it turns out, you happen to be the only caller today, and I'm delighted that you were able to get through. It was so nice to hear from you. I appreciate you. All, all of your uh, your wisdom, and I hope you have a wonderful day. 
All right, you do the same and have an outstanding one. Thank you. We'll talk again soon. Got a roll to a break, and I'll be right back with final thoughts on WSAU Feedback. Free bird. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to WSAU Feedback. Thanks for joining me this morning. I'm Meg Ellison. Gotta go in just a moment. However, I do want to encourage you to go out to getinvolvedwi.com, which is the Get Involved website. I would love to have you join us at our upcoming event. That is uh, why the state Supreme Court election is so important and why you need to get engaged and involved. Special guests, former Justice Dan Kelly, as well as Waukesha County Judge Jennifer Doro also. Speaker of the Assembly, Robin Voss. I'm excited to have him join uh, us at this event. And, you know, I would encourage those that are somehow melting down over the fact that we're having him as one of our speakers, why don't you come and listen to what he has to say as opposed to relying upon someone else to tell you how to think? I would encourage you to go out to getinvolvedwi.com to get your tickets while they're still available. Saturday, January 21st is the event from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Look forward to seeing you. Got a boogie. Have a great day. God bless. Talk with you again tomorrow.